How to create a saint and why true citizenship is so rare. A saint is a person that never wastes what he or she has been given. We have all been given things with value. With value comes rights. Duty is the recognition of the rights of others. Duty or the recognition of duty requires we view things as having value. If we fail to understand that other people have value, we will not grant them rights, and we will not believe we have any duty as regards them. Value does not exist in a vacuum. A person with rights and value must have property. This is an inescapable conclusion. Even existence is a property and existence have value only if it is a property of the person with value. We define a saint as a person with property that is inalienable. This gives saints inalienable rights because they have inalienable value. With property comes rights. With rights come value. Saints are people with inalienable property rights. Property rights are the rights of a citizen. Citizens have rights and values irrespective of and independent of the state. Full citizens are saints and saints are those people with the full rights of citizenship. Saints are not dependents of a state. Property rights do not pertain to subjects of a state in the way they are attached to a citizen. Property rights are not human rights because they do not pertain to all persons. Property rights pertain only to those people who have inalienable rights to property. Property rights are not constitutional rights. Property rights do not pertain to all persons, and they do not exist because of a political act, nor from the exercise of political power. In fact, the problem with property rights is that they cannot be created by anyone other than the person with the right to the property. Property rights are not the product of a state. Property rights are property values and value is created by a person with value. Saints possess inalienable rights to his or her property because saints have inalienable value. Saints are not subjects. The rights of property owners are not set out in a license issued by a state nor by a constitutional decree. This may be argued by some, but a right that is given by a third party is a right that is contingent and alienable by the issuing authority. Property rights are not universal because the rights of saints, based on the ownership of capital, do not pertain to all persons in all times and places. The one thing we can guarantee is that if you live in a democracy, you are not a person with full citizenship rights, you are a subject, and your rights as a subject of the state are contingent on the licensing power of the state. Democracy cannot give people their full value, the value they would have as saint and citizen. The rights of a subject are contingent upon the power of the state to protect the subject's rights and the willingness of the state to license the rights the subject has been given. Which is why the rights of a subject can be debated, rescinded, and modified. The state gives its subjects value, but this value is contingent upon the subject having value to the state. A person who acts against the state loses value in the eyes of the state. 
A democracy is a scam created to divest citizens of their property rights in return for the protection of the state. A citizen does not have value in a democracy, only those who serve the state do. The U.S. citizen thinks he or she has the rights of a citizen and the rights of a property owner because they have the right to bear arms and the right to abortion on demand and their government tells them what they own is owned privately. It's all a scam, sham, and an illusion. But we know how problematical these rights they say they have are. These rights, constitutional or otherwise, are constantly under attack and subject to modification. That does not appear to be what is meant by a right. It is easy for people to contract out the licensing of rights and permit the state to control the process by which subjects are permitted to acquire rights. It is easy and beneficial for the state to assign rights to subjects which the state does not have the right or ability to give. Subjects cannot logically have property rights. The state permits subjects to give their offspring citizenship rights. But birth under a state gives the child the right to be a subject, not a true citizen. Being born makes one a resident, not a citizen. One does not acquire the full rights of a citizen through birth or even by undergoing a process of acquiring a license from the state. A state-issued identity only makes one a subject or what is essentially the property of a state. A citizen is a property owner within a particular political jurisdiction. It is his or her ownership of property within this jurisdiction that gives him or her the rights of a citizen within that jurisdiction. The citizen has value which combined with the value of other citizens produce what is referred to here as a political jurisdiction. A subject is a person under the rule of a state. Subjects are governed by law because they are ruled by the state. A citizen is a different class of person. The citizen is under the laws of property and is governed by property law or the rights of property owners. This has nothing to do with the state. Subjects are defined by their name and identity and this is found on a license issued by the state. Citizens are defined by the ownership of property within a political jurisdiction. Saints are citizens because it is through adding value to capital that one acquires property. The owners of property create borders by their ownership. Without the rights of owners to the property they created, there are no borders. A political jurisdiction is defined by the owners within the jurisdiction. Too many people have contracted out the definition and protection of borders to governments. In the ancient world it was the ownership of the agrarian population to the land that defined the border of the tribe. It was when the tribe was replaced by the state that borders became associated with armies. The invention of the state was the worst thing that happened to mankind. Of course, the development of the state is tied up with the arrival of kings to replace tribal elders. Making the state an independent body that had, through the ruler, the power to circumvent the rights of property owners was an act of such absurdity, it must be considered to be the result of an evil intent. The idea of paying for something without knowing what one is paying for is bad enough. 
but to permit the seller or broker to set the price is bizarre. The state is as far from the market as one can get. However, it is a situation the people have become accustomed to and being taxed to pay for things you do not want, need or wish to pay for is considered natural. We have become so accustomed to the state, as the arbiter of rights, it is difficult to imagine life without the government telling us what we must pay for. Most people assume that without the state and its justice system, chaos would ensue. It is not that chaos does not occur with the state, and indeed because of the state, but regardless of the chaos caused by the state, we think things could get worse without the state managing our finances. An assumption the state is careful to cultivate. But the error stems from thinking there is a distinction between the people and the state. We the people are the state. We are the subjects that serve the state. We are the subjects who serve the subjects, and we are the state that controls the state. We are employees in a business, or we are the employer and owner of a business, but we are all people. We the people and we the state are people and the state. If the difference between an employer and employee is their property rights, then the difference between a citizen and a subject is their property rights. The difference between the different classes is our property rights. To understand property rights we must understand ownership, because it is only owners who have true property rights. We cannot own what we did not create. We cannot have a right to what we did not author. This is an absolute truth. Ownership is predicated on authorship. Any contravention of this rule is evil. There are no exceptions. God created the universe, consequently God has the only valid claim to the natural world. We can deny God exists, but we still cannot increase our claim on any part of nature. All atheists do when they deny God is to create a dilemma for themselves. If God does own the world, who does? Not the state. We own what we create. The creations of humans are conceptual, not physical. The creation of humankind includes our political jurisdictions. Politics is the creation of man, not God. Canada, for example, is a creation of Canadians. God did not create Canada. Canadians own Canada because we own the value that Canada represents. Canada is an account that tracks deposits and withdrawals made by people who consider themselves Canadians. Canadians are the property owners of the value added to the accounts that together form Canada. But subjects sell their rights for a plate of pottage called protection. The state is the original protection racket. Citizens have the rights of owners, and we gave up our rights as owners for the protection that is given to a domesticated creature governed by a state. Citizens do not own the physical assets of the political jurisdiction they are in. Physical property is held in trust, but we own the political jurisdiction in which we work and to which we add value. Citizens use the property held in trust to do works of faith. 
These works of faith increase the value of the trust that represents the accounts that form the political jurisdiction. Property ownership makes us saints because we add value to the people of faith. We do not waste, or we would not have property. We work for others and not for our own enrichment. A citizen adds value to his or her political jurisdiction. Political jurisdictions include the nation as the representation of the national account. The dividing line between people is drawn between people who own property and add value to their political jurisdiction and those who do not. The people who add value to assets are the saints, the people of faith. Saints are those who do works that build the church. The church is the world without the state and without the costs the state creates. The church is the people of God who do not waste, who do not claim ownership of what was created by God. Saints add value to the world and to the things of the world that God created. Imagine, if you will, a nation that is so alienated from its citizens that its national borders are more open to aliens than its internal, provincial boundaries are open to citizens. Imagine a nation with a government so weak that its citizens cannot access overseas markets, even though this access would create wealth for the nation. Imagine a nation with an area of commerce so landlocked it cannot ship its products to where they would bring the highest price. How utterly embarrassing it would be to hold citizenship in such a nation. Imagine a state so weak it cannot overcome the internal divisions between its people. This is not a nation, but this is modern Canada. Canada is not a nation in the true sense of the word. Canada is a corporation. It is owned and operated as a private entity. The people are subjects, not citizens, and its borders are not defined by the property of its citizens. It is not a nation of saints because the people do not have value, not to the corporation that is Canada, and not in any absolute sense. It is technically impossible to create saints when the land is peopled by subjects owned by the corporate state.